Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Grecian's Gossip. I'm joined by the usual crowd, David Byram. Hello. Dan Clark. Hello. And Jamie Hawkins. Hello. Um, plenty to discuss, so let's crack on. Um, I guess the only place to start really, the thrill draw with uh, Forest Green Rovers in the Cup last weekend. Um, quite a game. David, you were there covering it for us. Uh, what did you make of it? I've seen some crazy City games in the past season and a half, you know, coming back from 3 0 down against the Oval, the games against Carlisle, but I think that was up there with one of the craziest, <laughs> to be honest. Just the, you know, 2 1, quite a tight, edgy game. And suddenly both teams just went hell for leather in the last five minutes. And it was it was mental how, uh, you know, Forest Green suddenly tore City's defence to pieces twice. Uh, well, actually, I say twice. The first one was, you know, their second goal was a really, you know, well-worked piece of play from, from Christian Deutsch. And the, the third goal was just bizarre in the fact that City pushed every player apart from one, well, apart from two, including Christian forward for a corner. And Forest Green left four up. And everyone was sat there thinking, well, hang on, what if Forest Green clear the ball? And when the corner didn't beat the first man, that's exactly what they did. Uh, so at that point, you know, City going out, but then uh, City score with a, a header from Jaden Stockley. And, you know, they could have won it in the last minute through Jake Taylor having a shot played off the line. So it was proper end-to-end stuff, a proper cup tie, and, you know, a, a thoroughly enjoyable game as well. Mm. I wonder if they've been watching um, Jose Mourinho. I think it's a Mourinho tactic, isn't it? Put players, <laughs> when you're up against a team that's good in the air, put plenty of players up, on, of your own players up on the halfway line. So uh, Yeah, well, they seem to work, really, yeah. Uh, up there. Do you, um, draw, was that fair, do you think? Or? Probably just about, you know, um, Forest Green, the better side in the first half, although City had a couple of chances themselves. Uh, second half, City better, but you know, Forest Green always looked dangerous on the break and you know, with Christian Doidge they got a brilliant striker who can, you know, score quite a lot of goals so uh, all round fair result I think, yeah. Mm. Jamie, you were at the match as well. Um three three again, you think that was that was fair? Yeah, um as Dave said I think Forest Green dominated the first half and one nil at half time. It's cold, it's wet, it's an open terrace again getting pretty wet thinking it's good old fashioned cup time yeah <laughs> I think it's going to be a, a long drive home um, and then yeah you know turn the game on its head looking like we're going to see the game out and then all of a sudden you know two two late goals from, from Forest Green and you know Stockley levelled the tie and then almost well should have nicked it you know for the last kick of the game so it was a complete roller coaster of emotions um, and you know He's hoping to, well, perhaps not hoping, a, a similar result uh, in the replay next week. Mm. Dan, you weren't at the match, but I mean, how, um, how happy do you think Paul Tissell will be with that? I suspect you'd be, if you're 2-1 up pretty much going into the 90th minute and you're in a replay, you're always you know, very unhappy that you've, you've thrown it away, you've conceded late goals, but then if you're 3-2 down in the 92nd minute and you've, you've got a replay... You'd take that any day. I think he'd be disappointed, I think, more than anything, that the fact that they conceded three goals, you know, you'd have probably taken a you know, a one all draw, you'd probably you feel is a better result than a three all draw because, you know, 
you've thrown it away a little bit there, particularly the way it looked like they had the game under control, you know, at 2 1. And then it all, well, all went horribly wrong at the end. And I mean, you know, incredible, you know, just trying to, you know, just following it off Twitter at the time. And you sort of think, what, what's going to happen? What's going on here? Another goal and then, you know, the equaliser and then cleared off the line and then another chances as well. So it turned into a proper cup tie when I think he perhaps would have hoped for a little bit more game management from the side, you know, from his side, the 2 1 to see it out. But, you know, once he got to, to two all, you know, make sure that whatever happens, Forest Green stay on two. And if you nick a late goal, great, but don't concede. But I suppose if you, you know, if you at the start of it, you'd have taken, you know, Forest Green at home, you'd probably have fancied that one as a as a tie to win. So it's still probably City are the favourites to go through. They feel like they've probably got away with one a little bit there. That they, you know, they sh- you know, they should have been out of the cup and. It's Forest Green actually who've missed the chance really to go through, and you know, extra. You know, you'd expect them to beat Forest Green at home in the cup and, and still get through to the third round. But I suppose it's a game that <coughs> you know really Paul Tisdale probably is thinking we shouldn't be playing this. We should have got the the, the job done first time round. Mm. You thought? I mean, you'd have thought they'd be disappointed now if they didn't progress. Frankly, I think yeah, you'd think so. I mean. You know, they're, you know, they beat them comfortably away in the league earlier. They're much higher in the league. I know they've turned it around. They've got the form back a little bit. In, you know, Christian Doidge, as we're saying, scoring a lot of goals. But I would, you know, you'd think every single bookmaker will have Exeter as favourites to win on Tuesday night next week. And well, you, you know, you'd expect. I think the City fans would probably also expect them, you know, to go through and win. Obviously, you know, there's got to get through this this weird Tuesday night. Uh, Record this season, they've lost every single home game on a Tuesday mm-hmm. night, which yeah, you know, six or seven I think they've played now, which is a a slight concern. But I think you think that's more of a more fluke than anything, actually. David, yeah. on that. Mm. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, David, do you um do you agree with that? City on paper certainly favourites for that one. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, they're at home. They they have played well at home, apart from on Tuesday nights. Uh, but you know, they I think. We saw, I think we probably saw more positives for City on Saturday than we did for Forest Green. Although Forest Green scored three goals, uh, you know, as I said, they were gifted one. And the other, well, smart play from Christian Doidge, it did rely on the, the ball sort of being deflected into the path of the, the guy who, who tapped it home from close range for their equaliser. And, you know, City kept changing formations and they, they kept sort of, they kept sort of surprising Forest Green in that respect. And, you know, when they went all out attack, they were, you know, they were well on top. So I think, I think going into second, I not can't see it being as open because Forest Green have got a very good pitch as Paul Tizel said, and, and City's pitches is a little sort of boggier at the moment because they didn't get a chance to relay it in the summer due to uh, the playoffs and and the redevelopment. So it'd probably be a bit more of a, a, a sort of not a tighter affair I'd say but I think City are definitely favourites yeah mm. Will the extra game concern Tisdale at all as well do you think? Um, I would have said so if it was a week later but uh, because then you're going to get into festive period but they have got um, you know so they, they've got the Saturday Tuesday Saturday then a week off until Saturday Tuesday Saturday Monday so it's not it's not as congested as it, as it could be to be honest so I, I'm sure 
you know BT Sport have only selected one game to be on 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 TV as a replay, which is a bit bizarre because they allocated about three slots to replays. So which probably says all you need to know about what they think about the other replays. But um, so, I, I, so I, but I think Paul Tisdale's probably glad it's not being moved to replay because that would have been a Thursday night, and that would have impacted on uh, on Stevenage at home. So uh, I think I'm not sure the extra game now will, will concern Paul Tisdale too much. And you know, if they win, they've got the the carrot of, of West Brom in the next round. Mm, yeah, sure. I mean, I, Jamie, we'll talk about West Brom. I mean, that's a uh, how good a draw is that for City, you think, in terms of teams you want if you make it through to the third round, obviously? Yeah, I think in the third round you always want a Premier League team. Um, of course you want you know, the big boys, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea. You were saying about West Brom? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> boing, boing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a Premier League team, so you've always got um, you know, the glamour of, of that um, choosing. Being at home is... Makes it a potential, you know, televised fixture, which of course brings extra income for the club. But I think with the state of the the ground at the moment, with just two two stands, it's going to be quite tight. Uh, should we go for? I think a lot of fans would have preferred it was away at, at the Hawthorns. But you know, West Brom are they're a struggling side. Um, you know, Alan Pardew's got a, a reputation. He did at Newcastle. You know, with cup games that they prioritise the league and given the position they're in they'll probably play a pretty weak team so you know there's a chance of an upset there um, so yeah you know it's it's a good draw because it's a Premier League team um, that's who you want to get first and foremost you know it would have been better if it was away I think with you know bigger ground and bigger away following as well another ground for a lot of fans to, to tick off but um, you know, being at home, it, it's a great chance for for an upset. Mm. Dan, I mean, assuming City negotiate Forest Green Rose in the replay, West Brom pleased with that, you think? Um, well, it's, it's I sort of look at it from a, a slightly different perspective. Which, you know, the draw you want is really the lowest ranked team at home, and then you'll take the big boys in the quarterfinals when there's no one left. But you know, you know, you know the Liverpool and the Man United games. Obviously, we're great as a fan, but actually, at the end of it, you still lost the match, which is you know still a slight you know not really the feeling you want to come away with. But you know, it's West Brom. It, it's it's a winnable tie. I think you can you'd say it's not one. You know, it's not like you know they're, they're not in great form. I don't think they haven't won, they haven't won since you know August. So you know, you kind of feel Pardew's his main task this season is seventeenth in the Premier League and. You can see him making, you know, ten, eleven changes, bringing, you know, a reserve team down. Obviously, it's still, yeah, it's still going to be a good, good West Brom side, even if they do make eleven changes. As we saw in the League Cup, I think it's Charlton, they made nine or ten changes, and they were the, the better side against Exeter, and they're only in the division above. And we can see from from Kane Wilson and um, Carl Edwards the sort of, the sort of standard that the West Brom's reserves are as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd you'd look at it and you'd go. Probably more of a chance of of winning than if you did say you know draw Man United or you know Arsenal or someone like that. But you you'd probably go into it you know sort of hoping you can you know nick a draw and nick a win rather than actually you know expecting anything in too much. But you know it's it's a home tie and that's you know the very you've got the home tie you've got a chance at the very least of you know turning them over potentially getting a replay. At the Hawthorns, obviously, you've got to get past Forest Green first. So you know, you can't look 
Cortez Lasvet will definitely be Sanchez players, you know. You can't even think about West Brom at this stage. You haven't got West Brom yet. We've still got to beat Forest Green to get there. But, you know, it's it's a tie that, you know, it, it's a Premier League tie. There'll be a little bit more of attention. I think there's enough games that are more televisable than it is as well. So, you know, you'll probably still you know stay at that 3 o'clock Saturday kick-off. And it gives City a chance to test themselves against, you know, you know, a Premier League, you know, reserve team, so to speak, which, as we've seen from the Premier League Cup this season, actually they're perfectly capable of, <laughs> of beating Premier League reserve teams. Fourth round, bring it on then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, exactly as you said, sort of looking at that um, Premier League Cup match against uh, Brighton. I mean, David, you were there, uh, 4-1 win, very positive from, from everything we've heard. Yeah, really positive. I mean, you know, you can look at it and think, well... Craig Wibben and, and Jordan Tilson and Carl Edwards are playing, so it's quite a, a strong City reserve lineup. But at the same time, uh, Brighton had a had a right back who played twice against Roma in the Euro, Europa League last season, and they had a guy they spent two million pound on in on in the summer on the bench. So yeah, that wasn't a, a sort of sixteen year old all round Brighton side. It was a, a decent Brighton side, but. City just, you know, played well. They they kept their shape. They they were disciplined. Brighton had a lot of the ball, but they couldn't create chances because of that that sort of discipline from City. And uh, on the counter of that, they were just lethal. You know, Matt Jay and, and Edwards in particular looked great, and 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 it was probably the best I've seen. Jack Sparks play for a while on the wing as well. He put in some great crosses. And uh, Alex Burton in the middle. I've seen him twice in in the space of a week now against Chelsea under twenty threes as well. And he looks like he's developing into a really good player. So, all round positive for City. Yeah. How much can you read into that a result like that? Do you think? Um, it's difficult, really, because you know Brighton had beaten uh, Sunderland five 0 in their first game, and Sunderland were top of the group because they'd beaten City and Hull. So uh, you know, I think everyone went into the game expecting Brighton to be a, be a strong side, and they they were a decent side. But at the same time, in their previous games, they had. Uh, former MK Dons and, and West Ham player Sam Baldock up front so uh, I, it's difficult to say because you know teams feel such dramatically different lineups each week but I think the fact that City have beaten a Premier League side so comfortably is, is definitely positive yeah mm, absolutely. well I mean looking ahead uh, Colchester this weekend Jamie what are, what are your thoughts on that one you think City will be optimistic at three points yeah I think so in Decent form as of late. Um, I think Colchester out mid table ish. Um, I don't really know what their expectations are. Um, you know they were in League One a couple of seasons ago, so maybe they're trying to get promoted again. But um, you know City are in. We'll go in. You know in good spirits. Um, given the Forest Green game last week, um, I think the the main focus would be not to. To focus on the replay because um, that could, you know, perhaps distract them. The fact that they've got a chance to play a Premier League team in the next round, so I'm sure Tisdale will be making sure the players are fully focused on Colchester on Saturday. Um, yeah, I mean it's going to be a tough game. It's a long trip, but you know, City are used to it over the years. Uh, won their last season as well, of course. Robbie Simpson, uh, <laughs> his career highlight, perhaps. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be a tough game, but um, you know we're in good good form at the moment. You know, Jane Stockley's coming to a real 
you know, goals at the moment. Uh, was the hero last weekend. You expect him to to lead the attack again. Um, you know, Ryan Harley came in at, uh, in the second half, and you know, Tisdale changed the system, which paid dividends in the end. Um, he might play that again, four three three. So, yeah, I think you got to be looking at, at three points against a team that I think they lost at Notts County last week, although it was a narrow defeat. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a tough game, but yeah, I'd fancy City. Mm. David, you wrote the um, the preview for this week's paper. What can you tell us about Colchester or what uh, sort of threat do they pose? Um, they look at a decent side, a, a, a solid side. They sit in mid-table at the moment, but they were in this position this time last season and ended up only a couple of points off the playoffs. And, you know, if Carl Lowell hadn't beaten City in the final day of the season, they would have been in the playoffs. So I think that shows that they pose a threat um, but it, and they had uh, last season, like at the game last season, they were, you know, they really threw everything at City towards the end of the game. So I think it shows that shows that they they sort of pose that threat, yeah. Um, but uh, at the same time, I don't think City needs to go there fearing anything. You know, they're they're the in full team, they're the team higher in the table. So go there looking for three points, I think. Mm. Dan, can you see Tiz um, sort of having one eye on the, the FA Cup replay as well? Will that affect his selection at all, do you think? I wouldn't have thought it would be, unless, you know, I suppose, you know, the first thing he's thinking, I suppose the, the main priority for City this season is probably promotion rather than any kind of cup run. They're not in a position where it's financially desperate that they get the money from the cup and having missed out on the player final last season, you know, you really want to go up this season if, if you can. So I would imagine he's probably he's going to go pretty much as strong as he possibly can, you know, potentially anyone, you know, who's you know got a slight knock about them, they might you know, he might take, you know, you know, rest them or rotate them out and bring players in. But I'd I'd be you know, surprised if it was anything other than, you know, a full strength side. You know, one one or two changes tops, but that would be more you know tactical than you know than the resting players. I mean, I don't, I can't call Paul Testdale ever really. You know, rest. You know, making wholesale changes to rest players. You know, for cup ties, even when you had that that Liverpool game a couple of years ago. You know, it was still going pretty much full strength. The matches before the you know the first tie and then the and then the replay. It's arguably the uh, the trip to Liverpool where he, he made the, the, the wholesale changes <laughs> for that one. So I would you know it's it's not it's not ever been the style from him in the past. I'd expect you know potentially one or two changes for for the you know the game, but that would just be you know purely you know either tactical or you know injuries if say Kane Wilson's you know not a hundred percent fit. Someone else might you know might have, might be forced to go back to you know a back four with Sweeney at right back, or you know or as a right wing back potentially you know probably still a game so so too soon for Harley or Tilson to to start. He might you know give them another you know, run off the bench before coming in, and you know that would that be it really. There's no one else really pushing off the you know you feel you know, desperately you know is likely to start so. You, you know, one change, two changes, tops from the weekend. I'd expect that that be tactical rather than, you know, mm. resting players. That how you see it as well, David? With your thought? Yeah, uh, I think Kane Wilson's the biggest out after he rolled his ankle against uh, against Forest Green. But apart from that, I think every player seems to be fit. 
Uh, Ryan Harley has been training for a while, and I, I think he could he could come back in if, if Paul Cesar was looking to make changes because he played really well in the second half against Forest Green. Uh, but at the same time, it's a case of who do you drop for him, and there's not really many many options. I guess you could you could drop Kane Wilson and, and then move Pierre Sweeney across the right back, but uh, I think that's sort of tinkering for the sake of, of tinkering, really. Mm-hmm. Well, you caught up with um, Paul Tisdale, so let's have a listen to what he has to say about the game. I do think it's a nice, very nice stadium. Uh, so we all enjoy going there, playing football against a bit of good team. Um, and his, his team there so always always a good place to play football and um, off the back of a couple of good performances um, the game against Akronson and the performance against uh, Forest Green you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm nicely positive about the team playing well again Well that was um, Paul Tisdale talking there I think we'll uh, wrap things up with a few predictions uh, David we'll start with you how can you see that one panning out the uh, City Colchester. I'll go two-one City, which seems to me be my favourite <laughs> result at the moment. Dan, what do you say? I'm going to go for a one-all draw. One-all draw, and Jamie. Narrow one-nil City win. One-nil, fairly, fairly optimistic. Then two wins out of three. So, uh, <laughs> well, we'll reconvene next week and see how they um, pan out. Thanks very much for joining us, and uh, hope you can join us next week for another edition of Grecian's Gossip. Edition of Grecian's Gossip. Edition of Grecian's